What's going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuning to Life Instructions Not Included, a podcast where you try to find all the missing pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. And today we're going to be talking about how the fashion industry fucks up the environment and how sometimes we ignore it and we're okay with that. But before we do that, we're going to check. No, sorry, I almost forgot. We got that segment. What is it? Come eat with us? I don't know. Taste buds. Taste buds. There we go. So we got some new items today. Remember, every episode we're going to be trying new things. And today we have got some stuff that you brought. Yes, it is Lihimoy candy from Hawaii. And uh, is it, are these from Hawaii? Because I feel like as a kid, you could buy these at any. You can probably buy it from any Asian, um, Asian superstore or something. Asian yeah. store, but this particular one is Hawaii. It's actually a product of Taiwan. It says right on the packaging. Oh, really? As but... we're talking about the environment, <laughs> we've got something that came from another country oh, man. shipped over here. Okay, yeah, cool. cool. So, <laughs> Lee Himoy candy. Um, people might be more familiar with the Lee Himoy powder when it's like covered in candy. Gummy bears, the Sour Patch, like, watermelon is really good. That's one of my favorites. It was crazy. When I was a kid, I had the, something that was like tamarind. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been tamarind, come covered in whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But this is like the actual lihimoy nut in whole, which is essentially like a, a dried plum, but covered in hard candy. All right. So we are trying this today. I mean, this is your first time trying it. This yeah, one, yeah, this is your first time trying it. I feel like people either hate it or love it. This looks like the top of a ring pop. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the nut right there. Fuck, bro. This is hella sticky. Ugh. You know, I wonder... <laughs> it's going to take us five minutes of the episode like just to get this in. Yeah. Well, it's honey. do you have any access to the... To the lihimoy nut? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to get this out of the wrapper. It's a little too sticky for me. I don't like getting messy when I eat. It is sticky. I'm, I'm not even taking it out because it's a pretty big piece of candy. Uh-huh. Are you a messy eater? No, I'm not a messy eater. Yeah. And one thing I hate is messy foods. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. So, like, if we were to have a barbecue rib, mm-hmm. like, I'll hold the very ends and make sure I don't want to get the rest of my fingers, or make sure I don't get the rest of my fingers messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, eventually I'll get messy, but I'd rather... Not, I'm good. Oh, I'm like a two finger eater. Okay. The fuck like a raptor? My... <laughs> <laughs> raptor claw with no, the like, other with the other claw. Just like if there? I'm eating a chicken wing or if I am eating a rib like at a barbecue, like I'm using my thumb and my forefinger, mm-hmm. right? But I've seen people like use just all their hands, all mm-hmm. their fingers, and like go in. I can't. Oh, I got the nut. The yeah. lee the 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 ling moi nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify that one. <laughs> How does uh, it taste? It, it tastes just like the other candies. Mm-hmm. It ta- okay. If you were to describe it. Well, maybe the one that I had is this. is the actual dried plum. Because mm. it's a dried plum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I had. That's why it tastes familiar. My mm. mom used to buy the whole packet and it looked exactly like that. Okay. And you've had Lihimoy candy that's mm-hmm. like dusted over candy. That's not my favorite. Okay. Not a big fan of that one. So that's essentially what this is. Just mm-hmm. in like a powder form. Mm-hmm. So I just bit into it. It's flavorful. It's strong. Yeah, I like the mixture because like it's, this actually has like a hint of like saltiness. Uh-huh. But I felt like the actual candy itself isn't really, or the actual plum is not as salty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Are you team like it or hate it? You are chewing it though. And I've yeah. never seen anyone chew it. I'm good. Which is I'm not weird. Suck, I'm not sucking on shit. <laughs> um... And it's like, it's like the Tootsie Roll commercial. How many how many links does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's okay, find out. It. A one, a two, who, a three. You don't know what I'm talking about? It's the owl. That's why he says a one. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, I just never realized that. That's funny. Mm. All right. But you're like, fuck it. I'm just gonna bite into it. Not bad. All right. How do you feel? What do you like it? No, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I've had this my entire life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't excite me. <laughs> I don't really care for it. I'd rather eat the, the Lihimoy powdered candy mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Lihimoy powder, because you can just buy the powder form. Mm-hmm. You can put that on, like, 
pineapple mm. or mango, like other fruits. It's other tropical fruits. We need to do that then. That on some pineapple or oh, bomb. Mm-hmm. It's mm. very flavorful. Yeah, it's not bad. Would I buy it? No. You had two in the pack? I had two in the pack. I actually brought it to work. And one of the things that I I really like about my, my new job in the office is the people in there are not afraid to try different foods. They must be white. Then, yeah. When you make a comment <laughs> like that, you must be white. I feel like people of color, um, people that aren't culturally, mm, that's kind of rough. Uh, <laughs> I feel like people, most people of color are more willing to try willing, a wider yeah. variety of foods. They are very willing and it's awesome. So sometimes I'll just like bring in different candies from Hawaii or Philippines or something and they're down to try it. I love it. Candy from the Philippines all tastes the same. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it does. It's usually like a milk, a milk based like pastry or something. Mm -hmm. Like the pastillas or the pulverone. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. all the same thing, I think, with a different uh -huh. type of flour or a different <laughs> ratio of flour to milk or flour yeah. to cream. Philippines, step it up. Or maybe we're it's just trying different good. candy. It's still good. We're just trying different candy. Well, we need a variety. They have ube pulverone and regular. That's the I variety. I have cookies and cream. <laughs> oh, you got cookies? Oh, I tried that one time. Cookies I do and cookies cream and cream. Yeah. Yeah. You can only take one bite, though. Like a quarter of it, or else you start choking. I was going to say, it just crumbles. Right. So for those that have never had pulverone before, think of like chalk, but with like good flavor. So when you bite into it, it just disintegrate or like not even disintegrates it just breaks into dust right mm -hmm. i guess disintegrates but like it just turns into dust and then you're trying to swallow it then it solidifies down your throat then you're choking mm. then you got to get like a full glass of water yeah, yeah. you never choked true. on pulverone before no i haven't but it's definitely like fallen apart in my mouth and then it's like all broken apart chunky dusty you know what else you got you had a couple other things Okay, I brought these. Have you tried these before? Yeah, I'm good. I don't need to try that. Why? You really tried I'll, them? I'll eat it with you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to try this because if you know me. Cheddar jalapeno Cheetos. If you know me in real life, like I have a really, really low tolerance for spice, spicy foods. One time she drank water, she started sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but really though, true story, like two hot Cheetos and I'm done. I'm maxed out. Here, save like, this give back. Give me the cup of milk. Save this back. I'll take a couple pieces out of yours. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Have you had this one, though? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So this is the Cheetos Cheddar Jalapeno Crunchy. Yeah. All right. Oh, I got a flavorful one. Mm. It's all right. This is pretty good. It's actually it's not, not that spicy. spicy. Is this spicy? I don't think it's spicy right now. Mm. It's less spicy. It's less spicier than the traditional hot Cheetos. But I was gonna say it's not. I'm as surprised dusty. that you can eat it though. It's not like red dusty like well, a hot Cheeto. Because it's, it's cheddar. <laughs> Sorry. What is? Because the because the regular Cheetos are cheddar flavored, so that's why it's not red. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. I guess I'm expecting since it's like a hollow, you know, it would be like. <laughs> Do you like it, though? I do. This is actually pretty bomb. Mm, nice. All right. You found a good item to challenge your spice level. So I think what we should do is, like, continue testing my spice tolerance. This is not going to be a Hot Ones episode because if we get too hot, we're not going to be able to record. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like... <sighs> no. I will just have a, a glass of milk right here oh, with me. Oh, man. That's rough. That's rough. Well, that's spicy at all. All right, cool. This so, is bomb. If you don't mind, I'm going to continue eating. Continue eating. Do your thing. Uh, now, let's check in. feel like we haven't really checked in in about a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. Last time we recorded, we postponed a lot. A lot of shit's been going on. Kind of not really. What, what's up with you? What is up with me? I had some family and friends visit from California. Um... So just been spending time with friends more than usual, I guess, okay. which is nice. Had a little barbecue over the weekend. Yeah, just kind of been been busy. Nice. What'd you have for the barbecue? What'd you guys cook? I made chicken wings. I made a lemongrass chicken wing. The same one that you brought over last time? That you yes. gave to me to grill? Yeah. Yes. However, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I was supposed to marinate it the night before. So 
my barbecue was on Sunday. Yeah. I was supposed to marinate it Saturday night, mm-hmm. but by the time I got home Saturday night, I was so tired and not about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got only got to marinate it Sunday morning, and it, like, wasn't as flavorful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. You know, there's been plenty of times where I'll try to marinate stuff maybe, like, 45 minutes before, an um, hour before, and it still doesn't hit no. the same as... No. As doing it overnight, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a barbecue, um, if you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, um, birthday weekend, ended up doing a barbecue on Saturday, as you know already, but I think that what most people didn't know is I was ready to cancel it because of our weather. So our past few episodes, we've been raving about this warm, fantastic, sunny weather we've been getting. All of a sudden, it decides to hit 60 degrees and rain on Thursday and Friday night. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Last week, I checked the weather report. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be 80 degrees on Saturday, June oh, wow. 10th, right? So anyway, Saturday comes around. No, no, no. Friday comes, and it's still raining. Uh-huh. And my mom's like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, I'm not backing out. Uh-huh. I am a bitch. Uh-huh. And and in my head, I'm like, I think I'm a bitch. Maybe I should back out because uh-huh. I was too worried. Like, I was going to get so close to the start time. I didn't want to cancel last minute when people were already getting ready, right? Yeah. But uh, when we got home from the family dinner on Friday night, I marinated everything. Stopped marinating around midnight, maybe. And keep in mind, I'm still running on, like, three or four hours of sleep for the past, like, seven, eight days. Right? Yeah. And get all the marinade done. Um, wake up at 5 a.m., start prepping. It's still fucking raining. Mm-hmm. And so so my mom calls me. She goes, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, I I can't back down. I, I'll wait. I'm going to see. Then I'm yeah. getting text messages like, hey, is this still going on? I'm like, we're going to push it back to three. Weather says it's going to get better. Uh-huh. We'll be good. Uh-huh. Um, I get all the stuff marinated, prepped. I start cooking around nine because my um, family was coming earlier. Right? So I was Uh like, let me get some food ready. And then it's fucking raining while I'm barbecuing. And then once 1230 hit, Mm -hmm. the sun came out. And my shoulders were able to relax. I was able to (laughs) breathe. Mm -hmm. I texted everybody. I was like, it's going down tonight (laughs) still. I pushed it back to 3 o'clock and everything went well. And I think that, um, you, as you know, I've been stressed out Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think this barbecue, we mentioned in the last episode, this barbecue was really a a last minute <laughs> type thing. I was contemplating whether I wanted to do something for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, it are went you, through. Are you glad you did? Are you glad you didn't cancel it? I'm glad I didn't cancel it. Uh, am I happy about how it turned out? I'm never satisfied with anything, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. Did I have a good time? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did people have a good time? Yes. I'm glad that happened. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are a few things I wish... I could have changed, for instance, the food. So I marinated everything. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to grill everything before everybody came in. Mm-hmm. And halfway through grilling some of the chicken, my grandpa and my uncle decided to take over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, I know how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, they Things start to get overly charred. Uh-huh. And it doesn't... <laughs> overly charred, yeah, a.k.a. Over, burnt. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overcooked, done. So, so anyways, I let them take care of it. I'm like glancing at the grill every like five minutes, right? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden people start coming in. I'm taking a few shots here and there. Mm-hmm. And I look up, the fucking grill's on fire, oh right? Flame broiled shit, just like a Burger King commercial. Flames <laughs> reaching the top of the fucking grill. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I ran over, everything was charred. Oh, shit. And my grandpa's like, it's okay, it's okay. That just means it's cooked. I'm like, no, no, no. There's, there's oh, flavor. Shit. That means flavor's gone means we we have nothing but yeah so all that chicken was charred uh people said it still tasted good which i'm okay with but it wasn't really the way i wanted it to turn out yeah for, for the food right sure but hey bunch of tequila bunch of food bunch of good times end of the night pretty early i think midnight one o'clock we ended up at the mm. barcade yeah yeah, yeah. Like apparently i ate pizza you had to pick the olives off Mm-hmm. For me, I appreciate you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Um, for those of you listening, if you send gifts, do not send olives. <laughs> olives are disgusting. You think olives are good? No, I don't like olives. I mean, I'll eat olives on a sandwich, on a pizza. Oh, my God. Sometimes, but I'm not like, I don't eat olives whole. I've never bought olives in my life. Oh, that's sinister. I think that 
that's a that's a trait for um, psychopaths. Eating olives. Eating olives. My grandpa was eating Ooh. olives the other day, so you I gotta watch that. him. Like you don't have anything that you find extremely disgusting. Like you okay, so and you have to try it. I've had to have tried yeah. it already. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would just say like weird animal body parts. Like liver. You've tried liver before. I have. Yeah. Yeah. You or will, like And you'll never touch it again, no matter how it's cooked. Oh, I mean I guess I will actually, like depending on the dish. <laughs> okay. Alright. So you're confusing the hell out of me. So you'll just eat anything. Let's put let's Fine. put it the way. I don't think there's Fine. anything that that I'm you've open to tried. That. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Maybe I just haven't come across a food that I'm like, nope, absolutely <laughs> not going there. Earlier we talked about pig's feet. I guess pig's feet you never had before. You never tried it. I've never had pig's feet. Chicken before. feet. Have you tried chicken feet before? Yes. You okay with that? Uh, like I'll try it again, but I'm yeah. like absolutely stay away. Yeah, for me, yeah. if I go to dip like, some, I'll never order it. Uh huh. Yeah, but, but I would try it again. Yeah, yeah. Mix yeah. it with some rice. The sauce is good. So. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm always down for trying new things. So yeah, I have yet to meet a food that I'm like, nah, I'm good. That is, that's interesting. That's interesting. Kind of on topic with what we're talking about. How like. Fast fashion fucks with the environment. Mm-hmm. I guess this is our awkward transition right now. But I was watching a bunch of videos on TikTok, and they were talking about how there is some missing ammonium nitrate and some nuclear missiles, I guess. And they're saying how what happens when there's an explosion with ammonium nitrate, it leaves this orange hue in the sky. And on the East Coast... Fires. It's fucking orange. Well, they're saying fires, right? Uh-huh. But then it it has this orange hue in the sky mm-hmm. that isn't, um, that isn't similar to the hue that's that happens during a wildfire. Because when in we get the Pacific wildfires, Northwest. Well, yeah, because when we get the wildfires, it's just smoky, right? Uh-huh. Sometimes you'll get that orange sunrise, but mm-hmm. it's not orange throughout the whole day. Kind of, it is. Well, not. Yeah. Have you seen the videos? No, the, I don't know what videos you're referring to. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it compared to what we have. Our stuff doesn't look the same as what it looks like in in the East Coast, yeah. So some people are speculating some shit was popping off and they're fucking with the weather again and this is why it looks like this, yada, yada, yada. Interesting. What else went missing? Nuclear missiles and ammonium nitrate. Where'd it go missing? No one knows. Government's still trying to figure it out. I brought it up to one of my clients. He follows the news closely and he's like, yeah, they just, they're hoping it shows up. How do you misplace I don't, such equipment? I don't think it's misplaced. I think uh-huh. they know where it's at. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, hey, you know, they're fucking with the, with the environment, and hopefully it doesn't fuck with us in the long run. Because I think that we're becoming more woke. <laughs> hopefully we don't get canceled by using that word. But <laughs> I feel like we're becoming more woke with uh, how we're supposed to protect the environment. Would you say so? I don't think I've ever used that word before. Well, I used it the other day in a sentence on accident. Oh, dang. Yeah, I paused in my footsteps <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, who am I? It's like millennial verbiage. Yeah. Or, hold on, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Sorry, Gen well, Z. Well, actually, I don't, I don't know, because I think there are millennials that use it. Mm-hmm. But Gen Z uses it in a more casual way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> so I think that like people are becoming more conscious about how they're negatively impacting the environment. I like yes and no. So I've gotta admit, I was with a girlfriend like just the other day, like a few days ago, uh-huh. and she was talking about how I forget what the conversation was about, actually, but in her story, she she mentioned, like, oh, I just ended up on Sheen and did a whole bunch of shopping, which, if you're not familiar with Sheen, it's, like, an online website that sells clothing. Maybe they sell other things, like accessories and shoes and whatnot, but mainly clothing that is a huge culprit of fast fashion, and... Uh, I've bought from Sheen once, maybe twice max, but after I heard of like their working conditions of their employees and just that situation, I have stopped and I'm like not a fan. However, I failed to say anything to my friend when she mentioned it in conversation. 
Wait, I feel why? like I should have said something. Yeah, why didn't you say anything? I don't know. I kind of just, like, brushed it off because she's the type that, like, shopping is one of her hobbies. She uh-huh. shops a lot. She has a lot of clothes. A uh, little fashionista, if you will. The kind that's, like, expresses herself and her personality through clothing. And, yeah, purchases a lot of fast fashion. And so I, I just failed to mention something because I don't think that it would make a difference. That's crazy. This is just like the last episode where we were talking about recycling uh-huh. and how people don't want to do anything because they're just like, it's just me. I'm only one person. Uh-huh. You know? But uh-huh. interesting enough, I had a talk with Ryan. Uh, we were on the phone the other day. He was like, do you like Sheen? Sheen? And he said some other company. And I'm like, I like the designs that they have. I like a lot of their styles. But I would never purchase from them. Because I know that they're a company where after a few washes, the quality is going to be done. You're going to have to toss it. You're going to have to buy a new one, right? And they are part of that whole fast fashion community where they want to just push out whatever's trendy at the moment. Yeah. Just so that way they can increase their capital gains, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever I get a chance, I try to tell people. I don't try to tell people what they should or shouldn't buy. Mm-hmm. I try to tell people why I Stay away from certain brands, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. A while ago, this wasn't with clothing, but this was with uh, Tupperware, I think. They're like, oh, you should buy X, Y, Z. And I was like, I don't I don't purchase plastic anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather spend more on glass because I know that we're not using um, fossil fuel in order to produce these products. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather steer away from any type of contribution I might be making to mm-hmm. like in- an increase in greenhouse gases so mm-hmm. you know i just try to make it known about what i do rather than like grill someone about their yeah their steps that they take yeah i so. think that's a good way to put it because yeah. then you're not like oh you should do this and no one likes to be told what to do right? yeah it's like hey yo bitch stop that <laughs> yeah no one wants to hear that <laughs> for those people that don't know what fast fashion is you want to give them a little inside on it my understanding of fast fashion is when a company just tries to put out as much product trendy clothing as fast as they can so it can like keep up with the popularity like while the trend is still popular and really just continue doing that i mean and so exactly that that's part of it right yeah so what happens during this whole production process they try to find the cheapest way to do it Mm -hmm. so a lot of times you're going to get cheaper materials yeah and you need you need to be done quickly so the quality is going to be a lot less than Mm -hmm. something that's a little bit pricier right so that's how they're able to make it a little bit more affordable than your higher Yes. Your higher end items. Less than ideal working situations yes. for the employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's troublesome because it's so easily accessible that people are more likely to buy those items. Mm-hmm. For one, it's it's always going to be the product that's at the front end of the store. Yeah. You never really find find the more expensive stuff at the front. I mean, mostly because most people aren't going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to get in and out and find their items right away, right? So a lot of the stuff that's put on the mannequins is going to be the lower costing items that mm-hmm. are more trendy mm-hmm. and they know that people are going to want to buy those items a lot faster. Right? Yeah. I was thinking about this actually, like it's so easy to fall victim to fast fashion because that is what is most accessible and most cheapest. Yeah. Usually when someone thinks of like a sustainable product, immediately they're going to associate it with higher costs, more expensive, which is not accessible to everyone. So I think, like, one issue with fast fashion is that it's not inclusive to everyone coming from different budgets or, you know, um, how much they make. Yeah. So I think that is one big problem with sustainable fashion. But we live in a consumer-driven society, and uh, unfortunately, fast fashion is one of the world's largest air polluters. Did you know that? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So, here, I was reading an article. Hold on, hold on. One of the largest, what else falls under there? Did, is there a ranking? I don't, I don't have that information on okay. me, unfortunately. But I was able to grab this. So, I was reading an article, and it said, so, Christina Dean, who is the founder of Redress, um, along with the upcycled fashion brand, The Art Collective, they said that the number of garments produced annually has doubled since 2000. And exceeded 100 billion for the first time in 2014, and an estimated 92 million tons of textile waste is created annually just from the fashion industry. Uh-huh. 
and shockingly every second, the equivalent of one garbage truck of textiles is put in landfill or burned. Every second, the equivalent of one garbage truck. That's crazy. Like, so if you think about how wasteful that is, and I think it's because companies like, um, let's put out some culprits of fast fashion. I think of like Forever 21. I mentioned Sheen Wait, earlier. This isn't talking H&M. about fast fashion, though. That's just talking about textiles in general, right? Fast fashion. I think fast That's fashion That's strictly fast fashion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, we talk about what is fast fashion, and it's just like this push for them to push out as much, much product to make more money. Mm-hmm. But what they, I think what they end up doing is overproducing, and people don't buy as much, and so there's a lot of waste. Well, I think everybody does that, though, regardless of whether it's fast fashion or not. Yeah. Because I think that Nike, like, Nike's not considered fast fashion uh, for some of their products, for some of their products. Okay. But I think the idea is that, you know, you still push out a good amount of items because you don't want to fall short for the consumer because then they're going to stop buying your stuff if you don't have enough items, depending on what the product is. Mm-hmm. Not where it's like limited sneakers. I'm talking about like running jackets or mm-hmm. running tops. Like they're going to mass produce that shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm definitely like a victim to fast fashion, to fast fashion. Yeah. I will admit like I'm not out there buying sustainable clothing products. One, because I, some of the stuff is, is expensive and again, it's not easily accessible. Like, for example, I can't just go to the mall, come across a storefront uh-huh. that is focused on sustainable fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it's going to be H&M and Forever well, like, whatever is out there at the what's mall. crazy, though, is, like, those sustainable stores, I feel like they have decent product, but they're also priced extremely high. Yeah. I don't know what the profit margins are, but... Let's say you just go to a Nordstrom, right? You could buy a shirt off the rail. The rail is their mm-hmm. their line, right? Nordstrom's line. And then you could buy this regular blank white t-shirt for maybe 12 bucks. Like anywhere from 8 to 12 bucks each. Hmm. And you can either do that or you can buy a higher-end white t-shirt for what, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather spend money on a higher-end white t-shirt that's going to last me maybe a few years versus a lower-end white mm-hmm. T-shirt that's going to last me maybe a few washes, mm-hmm. you know? And I think some people don't don't really care about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's also about, like, comfort. Of course, obviously, like, not contributing to landfill. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, like, once you get a little hole or a little tear somewhere, you're kind of done, right? Mm-hmm. Once the threads break, mm-hmm. it's going to disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say for bigger purchases, like outerwear or jackets or jeans or something like that like I will spend a heftier penny I guess for the quality because I do want me I do want it to last me for years to come yeah I'm not going to be like buying so many jackets or so many jeans Uh but if it comes to just like a simple tee or a tank top or something that's where I'm like, okay, yeah, then I don't mind, you know, <laughs> yeah. going to, like, Old Navy. I Like, I like Old Navy for their basics. Like, that's where I don't mind buying some of their pieces there. I don't know. I, I feel like I use, like, my basic pieces I use a lot, but it will still last me a long time. So I think one thing that's tough when it comes to figuring out whether a company is is environmentally friendly or like they're going green like there's no numbers to really go off of right Mm. or at least it's not presented to the public yeah but when purchasing from certain companies you know you definitely want to consider their waste management some of their waste management practices what are their labor practices like and then what's also the um the culture of the company so a while ago my friend was asked i think it was monkey that was asking me about it he goes Oh, I never looked at those specific brands um, before I I usually buy XYZ. And I was like, yeah, you know, I like this because they put out a statement for whatever happened. I really don't remember what the conversation was about but I or which company it was about. But I know that the conversation was about how the company provides for the community mm-hmm. and what they do. What they do for their workers and just their overall culture and outlook on life. And I mentioned how, you know, I'm trying to be more conscious about my um, clothing selections. And so, you know, I've had to turn down a few companies because 
they didn't have any green initiative or it was mm. never presented mm-hmm. right even though it's hard to find out how much of an impact they're trying to make on the environment mm-hmm. how much of a positive impact they're trying to make mm-hmm. at least they're trying something mm. so for example when i worked at nike a while back i think it was 2009 they had this reuse a shoe program where you drop off your used shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they gave a discount, but anyways, you drop off your used shoes, and what they do with the rubber on the soles, they used it to um, to reconstruct playground surfaces. All the plastic they used it to reconstruct. I think the harder surfaces, like seating and tabletops hmm. at parks, mm-hmm. and then you could look online and see what parks around the country they actually constructed because of this program, which That's I thought cool. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to say, like, tires for some reason. I don't know why, but... Reusable tires. I don't think they're able to do that because of quality control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yes, I know you're talking about that soft flooring on the playground. Yep. That kind of gives a little. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. So, what do you think about, like, so, for example, H&M, they have their sustainable line called Conscious. I was reading about that, yeah. And uh, I was also reading about that, and... Uh, it had mentioned something about, like, less than 1% of their product was actually, like, recyclable material, uh-huh. even though they claim to be more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's just kind of like a form of greenwashing, like, slap the word sustainable on it, call it a line, like, conscious, we're yeah. conscious, and then, like, people will fall victim to that. It's a marketing like scheme, right? Exactly. If you use specific words, people are going to be triggered a certain way to be like, oh, yeah. Like, oh my God, like they really care. Mm-hmm. You know, when in reality, they're just, they're bending the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because I thought about it, about it. Like, at the end of the day, H&M, their business model is still fast fashion oh, yeah. at the end of the For day. Sure. They are still mass producing and they still want the typical user to buy a lot and continue buying more after that. So, I don't know if this was from the same article, but something that stood out to me. When it comes to H&M's whole green initiative, they said they wanted to be 30% recycled material by 2025 and 100% recycled material or sustainable practices by 2030, right? Wow. So that is, what, two years away. Now, behind the scenes, I don't know whether there's contracts put out between uh, manufacturing companies, um, like big warehouses, mm-hmm. whether they're like, oh, you guys are stuck with us for these next few years mm-hmm. or what. But why should it take that long to make a change? I think if you have, if you already have a game plan with how to make specific product, why not do it now? Maybe they already have plans in place for their production for the next year or two. So it's going to take a while to like phase it out. That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering whether there's a, like a contract already set into place with a manufacturing company where they're like, oh, hey, Mm -hmm. we have to make your guys product for the next couple of years. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you guys can move on. But mm-hmm. if that's not the case, like, why not step it up? This this just makes me think that they're kind of lying about what they're actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because there are some companies where they do have their eco-friendly line. Mm-hmm. And then they have their standard line. Mm-hmm. Why not just make everything eco-friendly? Yeah. And, of course, we live in a capitalist <laughs> society. But when you have a mission statement where you're trying to, mm-hmm. trying to reduce your carbon footprint... Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that shouldn't your whole company be based on that then? Not just right. a portion of it. I thought about that too. So it just why really only, makes me wonder. Yeah, it really makes me why wonder. Why only like claim to do good for a portion of your yeah. business model and not the whole thing? For real. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, I will say I do like it when companies are a little bit more transparent with their practices. Yeah. And I feel like companies who do have the mission of like making a better impact on the world you know, come out with that information because they want their customers to know. I just get concerned a little bit if they are just like greenwashing. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned that you fall victim to fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some stores you think that mm. you really, they really get you? I'm going to assume Target, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Because Target gets everybody. I have got, <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely gotten clothing from Target. Uh-huh. I mentioned Old Navy earlier. Okay. Like, I get some of their basics there. H&M. Mm-hmm. And the problem with it is, is, like... So, for example, when I got this... My new job, I'm like, 
all of my old, so I, I actually dug into like my old clothes, but from like three years ago and I'm like, it's not really like in fashion anymore. It's like not that trendy. Yeah. Like my style is changing a little bit. And where did I go? I went to H and M because I find them to be like, they have business casual pieces and for cheap, right? And uh-huh. cute, trendy, whatever. So H and M, I don't do forever 21 anymore. I've never oh. been a huge have never been like a huge fan of Sheen Forever 21 was horrible man so I, <laughs> I know I would go up there every once in a while I would get like a band t-shirt or um, oh I forgot they had guys stuff yeah it's like a it's like three t-shirts and a jacket <laughs> that's that small corner at South Center yeah, yeah yeah so for me I would go for the for the band t-shirts or sometimes they'll have like um like their trendy jackets, like the denim jackets when they mm-hmm. when they came back out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would shop there, but again, quality was so poor that I wear it a couple of times and the shit just falls apart. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's after I saw it, I'm like, fuck, I gotta stop wasting money on this shit. Yeah. Then I went to Urban Outfitter. I thought that was better because the price point. Turns out it's the same shit. Same. Same exact shit. So after a while, I was like. See, you make a good point there. Just because they sell it at a higher price point, yeah. what does that mean with, for the quality behind it? Yeah. So that's when you got to do your research on the type of materials that they're using, right? For me, it was the type of materials they're using, and uh, that's going to let me know how long is the, are the items going to last. Mm. So I always went with like a tri-blend or a blended material t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times it would be like a cotton-polyester mix. I would never go with 100% cotton. Even though there are products where it's 100% cotton and they will um, they will last longer, a lot of the times at those specific companies we just mentioned, mm-hmm. those items that are 100% cotton still wear down faster. And that could be the thread count, that could be the weight, the weight of the items, which, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the thread count. The higher the thread count, the heavier the mm-hmm. item should be, right? So you know a little bit about that because we order some t-shirts because we mm-hmm. are planning on releasing yeah. um releasing our, our own line our own merch uh-huh but while we're ordering some items you could just tell the difference yeah of the density and the materials even though it was the same the same percentage of a specific material right mm-hmm. right because you could get the seven ounce t-shirt or what eight ounce whatever the, yeah it was i we got like a 3.4 ounce yeah. we got a five ounce then we started to steer away from those companies and then we started looking at more uh, more environmentally friendly mm-hmm. items. Man, I sound stuffy as hell. Yeah, this is killing me. But you know the the quality and the amount of effort placed in the production is a huge mm-hmm. factor in how long your items are going to last, which in turn is going to help reduce your waste and mm-hmm. your contribution to landfill. Right? Yeah. And, you know this is <laughs> this is more on the humorous side, but I saw a video earlier today about what it means to be a man in underwear. And what so, it means to be a man in underwear? Yeah, what it means to be a man <laughs> and and oh, underwear. And, okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm stuffed, so like, you know, I can write it out for you if you can't tell what, what I'm saying. What it means to be a man and underwear. And okay. Underwear. So the guy was pretty much saying like, you need to wear your underwear all the way down to the last thread. It needs to be like a fucking G-string. Wait, on you. what? Yeah, so so he was like, real men wear their underwear all the way through the holes, right? So it made me <laughs> it made me think of that time you had a hole in your sock, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I get Damn, it. Damn, like, you're calling me out. Well, I mean, I think I called you out on the last episode too, but you know, it made me think that you know, let people be who they want to be, wear whatever you want to wear. It doesn't matter. But for me, I buy more expensive socks. The mm-hmm. thicker Nike socks mm-hmm. and more expensive underwear because it does last longer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I can't be wearing a G-string with, like, one thread of cotton going on my ass crack. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Wait, yeah. I'm confused as why he said that. It was a joke. Oh. It was, yeah, it was just a... They were messing around with one of the videos. And I don't even know how that video <laughs> even popped up. But even something as simple as, like, underwear and socks. I like think about mm-hmm. when you go to the Nike outlet and they mm-hmm. have that that display right at the cash register, it's always the last minute items that you need to grab mm-hmm. while you're at the register because one, they're cheap. Yeah. And two, they're necessities, right? Everybody needs a new pair of socks uh-huh. because you keep getting fucking holes in them. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. So they put the socks at the front that are always going to get holes that's so you can replace them. That's, that's how they get you, right? How they get you. And I think that's a marketing scheme. <laughs> and I think that's part of fast fashion too, where yeah. it's like, you know, you find an, um, an item that's of necessity and, and they make it really low quality because they know that if you make it low quality and it keeps getting damaged, you're going to keep purchasing. You're going to keep buying it's, it. It's the same shit with like, people talk about cell phones, cars, appliances. They're built so they break down at some point because yeah. they know you're going to need new ones. Ugh. Which is tough. So, like, my socks, I don't buy those socks anymore. I'll spend fucking 15, 20 bucks on one pair of socks. It just oh, sounds, damn. it sounds crazy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy. But the type of socks that I use, I'll use them for running. I'll use them for basketball. Mm-hmm. and if, Or just whatever sports. And if I use those same cheap-ass socks at the front by the register, mm-hmm. I could probably use those five times. Mm-hmm. And there's already a hole. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting you mentioned, like, the amount of times you use something or you wear something. I mean, obviously, we think higher price point, higher quality, we're going to get more uses out of it. And I mentioned I'll do it with, like, bigger purchases. Yeah. So in the past, I've done this with hair straighteners. I used to straighten my hair every single day, okay, through, like, high school, college, every single day. And in the beginning, I used to buy, like, the cheapy hair straightener. Maybe it was, like... I don't know, 30 bucks or so. And then maybe after like the third hair straightener, I was like, you know what? F it. Like I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend money on my next strainer because I don't want to keep repurchasing the same item. So I ended up getting a one $100 hair straightener and I still have it to this day. I've probably had this hair straightener now for like over a decade. So it's lasted me a long time. And had I done that in the beginning, just by the nicer, more expensive, better quality hair strainer, yeah. I wouldn't have purchased those other couple or other few. Yeah. So, like, in the long run, you are being less wasteful, but you just have to pay up front. Yeah. So should I be thinking that same way about a simple tee, a white T-shirt? Like, let me spend 70, 80 bucks on this T-shirt. Yeah. I might have it for, like, years to come. But the thing with that is, is, like, I'll go to Target and be like, I like this shirt, and I can get it in, like, three or four or five other colors for the price of one shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then again, it's also about how how much does it really matter to you as far as, like, the durability or, I guess, the appearance of its durability mm-hmm. with the shirt. Like, for me, I don't like fuzz balls on my T-shirt, like limp balls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like strings dangling. And, you know, if there's a little hole somewhere, uh-huh. yeah, if there's a little hole somewhere, that's just going to bother me. So I, like, even if my shit's expensive, I'm the same way where I was, I had this expensive flannel that I bought and I, like my, my flannel got caught on something and a string came out. Like, oh, I hate Fuck. that. So I spent hella long trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I could do the same thing with a cheap one. But the problem is I've done that with cheaper product, mm-hmm. trying to fix a hole and it doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Everything gets stretched out. Then the whole shit just starts breaking apart. Mm-hmm. My long sleeve turns into a short sleeve, which then turns into a sleeveless, and then it turns into a tank top. Oh, dang. So, now you're going to start wearing crop tops. Hey, for real, though. <laughs> I've seen guys wear crop tops. Yeah. No, I haven't been able to work out in like three weeks, so I'm not yet. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, it's like, or it's, it's hard to see the value when it's when there's no immediate um, gratification out of it, right? Yeah. Because who knows how long you're going to make that one tee last. If you can make that fast fashion t-shirt last for a while, then shit, go ahead and purchase it. Mm-hmm. But I've seen so many people continuously buy these items because mm-hmm. they need new new shit, new undershirts, new mm-hmm. X, whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, same thing with undershirts. I used to buy like the Calvin Klein's from Ross mm-hmm. or whatever else from Ross. You get a six pack for maybe 20 bucks. You mm-hmm. know, and after a while, those turn into a crop top. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> then I started paying 20 bucks for one Tommy John undershirt. Mm-hmm. I've had that shit for like five or six years. And it still it still fits the same, which is great. So I think nice. that I was fortunate enough to just try certain products out. Mm-hmm. Like willing to make that leap and just indulge on certain products. And they last a lot longer. So I just don't buy that cheap shit anymore if I know that it's not going to last for a while. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where I'm stuck is 
the stuff that I know that are like timeless pieces that I'm going to want as part of my closet or my wardrobe yeah. for years to come, I'm willing to spend more money on. But again, something trendy, something in the moment. Yeah. I guess that's my struggle. Yeah. Hmm. So how do you think our generation could do a better job about like being aware about the impacts of fast fashion? I think it's important to just to be conscious of how how you're impacting the environment. I think that's the first step because that's the only way you're going to figure out whether you care, right? And so just like any other episode we talk about when we bring up certain certain topics, if you're never aware of it, you're never going to know that it might be an issue. Mhm. And I think that's like that's definitely the first step mm-hmm. to beginning to care, right? Yeah. So if you're able to just look at all the things that you're purchasing and seeing how that contributes to your carbon footprint, mm-hmm. then you might be able to take a step back and be like, hey, maybe I need to stop doing this and start purchasing other items. That's the tricky thing, though, you know? I hear, like, I hear what you're saying, and I agree. But at the same time, it's not like we're seeing these changes or the impact of fast fashion right in front of our eyes. Yeah. We might be experiencing it over time, and we joke and say, oh, climate change, you know? Yeah. But I, I just, I don't think that's enough. I, okay, let me fall back. I think you have to begin by caring about climate change. Okay. Like, understanding how you're making an impact. Yeah. Maybe that will help you to take that next step to saying, hey, maybe mm-hmm. I need to make some changes in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be, yeah, more motivating or, like, more impactful in the way we think yeah yeah well (laughs) because again it's the whole instant gratification or at least seeing the fruits of your labor well i guess that's instant gratification just seeing the fruits of your labor right away right because if you make a change how do you know you're truly making a positive impact to the environment right so like when i that quote i mentioned earlier with christina dean and the the amount of textile waste yeah like when i read those numbers I mean, that painted a picture for me, right? I'm able to picture and I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. This is what I am contributing to if I buy fast fashion. Yeah. And it can make me start thinking away. But I don't know. I guess it's just not one. So I was, <laughs> was going to mention earlier, I think it's also important to figure out who out there is actually reusing this product. So right now we're, we're talking strictly about fast fashion. Reusing right? what products? Um, any clothing items so repurposing any Mm -hmm. clothing items right so a couple days ago you asked me if I do if I go thrift shopping I think you asked me someone asked me but I was like you know I don't really go thrift shopping as much just because it gets overwhelming but that is is a good way to reduce waste Mm -hmm. textile waste right Mm -hmm. on top of thrift shopping there are people out there that repurpose items that don't fit anymore Mm-hmm. So rather than throwing items away that might not fit, they'll turn it into something like a, like let's say an oversized shirt, they'll turn it into maybe a crop top, a fashionable crop top, or they found a dress that was going to be thrown away, they'll turn that into a bikini top. Like I've seen multiple mm-hmm. people do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like rugs or blankets, I saw a guy turn a blanket into a full on tracksuit. It looks oh. dope dope as shit a lot of people don't have that skill set but if you could find people that do have a business like that Mm -hmm. you can make an impact on the environment you know sending items their way um repurposing it and then you got new clothing already Mm -hmm. rather than tossing the shit out because think about how many people throw away a blanket because there's a hole in it or there's a tear Mm -hmm. so probably a lot of people i mean me i got a fucking thread that i hang on to to keep me warm at night Mm it doesn't work but not not everybody Mm -hmm. does that Mm mm-hmm I was thinking of, like, when you were like, oh, people repurpose clothing and turn it into another piece of clothing or whatever, I was going to jump in and say, like, a rag, because I feel like that's what I've done. Like, like for example, like, how many t-shirts do you get, like, over the years? And then all of a sudden, these t-shirts turn into, like, house clothes. I call it, like, like clothes you just wear around the house. But then, like, over years, you, you know, just loses quality or whatever and then like you're like okay this is just like a rag at some point so you like tear it up <laughs> and now you have like oh, a, a rag and I feel like my brother my dad maybe my husband like they'll use it to clean cars huh. if I'm not mistaken like to drive the car 
Okay. I wonder if I'm just making this up. But, yeah, they'll just, like, tear it up and repurpose it that way. But um, I have heard of people, like, don't throw clothes away. You can always turn it into something else. But yeah. you're right. Not a lot of people have that skill set. Yeah. Or, like, created enough to think about that. I do wonder people who, like, the people whose hobby is shopping, like, they just love shopping and their clo- their closets are filled like, how do, at what point do they get rid of clothing and how do they get rid of clothing? Yeah. Are they just tossing it or are they donating it or what? I don't know. Another way people can be more mindful about, I guess, their textile waste if they weren't ready to throw or donate is like swapping pieces with a friend. Oh, true. Have yeah. you ever thought about that? No. Like, if you were just tired of a piece that you had, maybe like I could offer it to a girlfriend. If they wanted it. Or, like, oh, hand-me-downs is, like, a perfect example, almost. (laughs) You're not swapping it, but you know what I mean, like, hand-me-downs. I put that in the notes, and when I was a kid, I thought hand-me-downs was hammy-downs. Hammy-downs? Like, I was like, why the fuck we got hammies? Like, (laughs) Oh, that's what you got, hammy? Yeah, yeah, hammy. I was like, hammy. I was like, this isn't ham at all. Like, why are we, why are they calling it that? And then it, (laughs) sadly, it wasn't until I was, like, a teenager I realized it was, Oh, hand shit. me downs. But I'm an only child. And nobody handed me down shit. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know. So you didn't get a lot of hand me downs. No, not at all. No, no, no. Not at all. Oh, man. Yeah. Isaac. Sorry, Isaac. You get a lot of hand me downs from your brother. Sorry. Saving the environment. That's how you're going to teach him. <laughs> That's like, how hey, I'll twist it. This is how you're protecting Mother Nature <laughs> and the future. I mean, like, I don't mind it. And they are so close in age. They're 21 months apart. Yeah. And I swear, I mean, they're both growing like, I say we, they're both growing like, you know, so fast. And so it's like, yeah, why would I spend so much money when you're just going to grow out of it in like three months? Yeah. That's hella expensive, yeah. actually. So, um, so yeah, I think it gets a lot of hand-me-downs. That'd be interesting to see if there are many people out there that are repurposing clothing so that way it can be reused for, like, children or something like that, right? Because like, like let's taking say, a fabric from one piece? Yeah, let's say, like, ripped jeans. Uh-huh. An adult pair of ripped jeans mm-hmm. um, that can't be saved. Mm-hmm. Turning those into kids' jeans or something. Well, that'd just, be pretty like, cool. chopping them off and, like... I don't know. I don't do it. That's not my skill set. So it, whoever's out there, if you do it, please uh, please email us Ooh. so that way we can put the word out for you. They but, could, like, deconstruct it. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, deconstruct. But, like deconstruct the yeah. fabric and then reconstruct it yeah. to fit. Yeah, that's what a lot of people I feel like there's do, some like, people out there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool to do that for kids' items because, again, like you said, kids go through clothes mm-hmm. like nothing. One day they wear a size size 2, the next day they wear a men's extra large. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. My kids. Yeah. That's my kids, for sure. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So are you think it's you think this is going to help you... Try to make a change, like, just to spend money on more, like, higher quality items, so that way you're not tossing clothes constantly. Well, do you feel like you're tossing clothes constantly? One, no, because I don't shop a lot. Okay. However, what I do want to do is find more sustainable clothing lines that are affordable. Yeah. And I know they're, they're out there, the only thing is... You have to do your research. Yeah. And it's going to take more time. So you can't just be like, oh, I want to go shopping. Like, oh, it's a Saturday afternoon. I'm, I want to go shopping at the mall. It's like, I don't know. I can only go online and find these brands that are more eco-friendly. You yeah. know? Like, can you think of a place right now in Seattle that has a storefront that's, like, more of a eco-friendly? For clothing, no. For mm-hmm. other, like, household items, I can think of one mm-hmm. right off the top of my head, but... For clothing, I can't. So, I would wonder, like, why isn't it more accessible? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get why, like, higher quality is going to be more expensive because we're talking about then better working situations or labor practices or whatever, you know? These people working to make the garments are actually going to be earning a livable wage opposed to others, right? Um, And so I get that. It just... Oh, the affordability is a huge thing for me and like making sustainable clothing, like I said, inclusive to all. Well, you know, I think that a lot of people that live in the area that we live in, 
when it comes to it being affordable, it's a lot more affordable than we think. We're just more willing to spend our money on things that aren't necessities, right? Mm. Or things that we're comfortable with purchasing. So, like, for the person that eats out lunch or dinner every day, like, you can easily buy... Well, actually, with inflation, who fucking knows? Grocery <laughs> shopping might be more expensive than going out to eat. But some meals are cheaper to buy from the restaurant or whatever really? than actually going to the grocery really? store. Someone broke it down. I don't really? know exactly what it was, but yeah. Really? It depends on what it is. Sorry, I'm just surprised because I think if I buy at the grocery store, I'm going to be able to make a larger quantity and it will last me like a couple meals if I'm able to have like leftovers or something or as opposed to a meal at a restaurant, it's kind of a one and done purchase. Yeah. Well, I think- well you can take it home for leftovers too, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. If I go to the grocery store, my recipe is going to stretch more. Yeah, yeah. I think the idea was that, you know, the items that you buy for a certain meal that you're going to cook, you have to make sure you're going to use those ingredients again, and it's not just a one-time thing where you're just using it for that meal, right? Exactly. Um, So I guess, I mean, in the long run, yes, you could save some money depending Mm -hmm. on the ingredients you could buy, but for that first purchase, it's going to be, like, crazy, right? The upfront. Yeah, the upfront (laughs) purchase, but... um, that's what I think about Costco every time I go there. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out earlier, we never really got a chance to talk about, was um, water waste and then mm. fossil fuel waste. So my senior project for high school, mm-hmm. I did America's, depend- America's Dependency on Foreign Oil. Mm-hmm. Okay? And a lot of people don't realize that foreign oil, or a lot of products out there are made from foreign oil, from byproducts of foreign oil. Um, makeup, other oils, other lubricant products. So those are all byproducts of crude oil, mm-hmm. right? And dyes, one of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. dyes and paints and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually found a tick, a TikToker. Another and, TikTok university. So, right. So the, <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I sigh about this is because I wish I would remember to take note. Because I think the time that I found this person, I wasn't, we weren't planning on, or at least I didn't keep this episode in mind, mm-hmm. but this person finds a natural way to dye their clothes. Mm. So when you think of products that you're purchasing, try mm-hmm. to consider how they're dyeing their product, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. for instance, to get an indigo dye, there's some natural dyes out there mm-hmm. in order for people to produce um, the color that you're looking for, right? In, mm-hmm. in Indigo, obviously, or like a darker blue. Mm-hmm. Um but there's also another person that is able to create watercolors from natural products, but they have a long process. But this is a way for like artists to realize, like, oh, hey, there is a more eco-friendly way for me to produce my colors that I'm looking for mm-hmm. and to use it as, as art or a dye for the clothing that I'm going to be wearing. So you know, definitely doing your research and figuring out where do these colors actually come from. Is this a natural dye? Mm-hmm. Are they recycling some of the materials within this product? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just what are they doing? Yeah. I do know that a lot of the dyes that are used in fast fashion are, it's like a lot of chemicals. And so the amount of water being wasted when making yep. the product or whatever, anyways... It affects the water quality in these countries where Mm. fast fashion is being made, which not only harms the people, but also the the animals. Yeah, because you think that, like in the U.S., we think like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, but we're lucky enough to have good quality drinking water. In some places in in the U.S. In some places in the U.S., yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So when stuff gets wasted, you know, we make a big deal with, what, Flint, Michigan, Mm-hmm. And I think wherever that train was derailed at, there was a lot of stuff going into the water, mm. um, into the water and the soil. And, you know, like when when that type of waste fucks up our environment, we're like, oh, no, they need to fix it right away. Mm-hmm. But we're not thinking about how the companies we purchase from make a negative, have a negative impact on these foreign countries, right? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like too, like it's too far for us to care, you know, because we don't see the direct impact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which sucks, though, because I think that humans are are naturally born to care for others, mm-hmm. um, just to help build a society, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that we've kind of been trained to look out for ourselves mm-hmm. and figure out how to 
support our immediate people, like just our own community, mm-hmm. rather than looking out, um, mm-hmm. rather than having a global perspective, right? Yeah. But you can only do so much when you're only helping out your community, right? Yeah. Which, of course, you want to help out your community, but at the same time, mm-hmm. try to figure out how your community is going to make a global impact as well. Yeah. I do think about it like we should be all in this together because we only have one Earth. Sometimes. <laughs> Truman Show. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the Truman Show is, so I don't get that reference. Truman Show. Oh, I swear we talked about this before. Truman is Show. Is this a movie? It's a movie, Jim Carrey. It's a Jim Carrey movie, and he thinks that he's just living his natural life and everybody's normal in the community that he lives in. Turns out he's actually on a show, and there's people looking, or people do, they're just watching him the whole time, um, and they're watching how his life unfolds, right? And then some like a mind fuck. Oh, yeah. Is everyone else like in what he thinks is his life another actor? Everyone's actors, everyone's actors except for him, except for him. So at some point, he looks in the sky and then he sees something weird in the sky and then figures out it's the door to get to the production area. And then he finds out he's in the fucking show. Yeah, do I need to watch this? You should. It it is a mind fuck because there's times I'll look up, I'm like, Yeah, I see a doorknob. Yeah, that's a I think I could twist that. (laughs) I think I could twist that. Yeah, it's a trip. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I do agree. You know, we do have one earth that we need to protect, we need to take care of. Mm-hmm. And it's really important. And, you know, again, we're fortunate to be in the U.S. To, or to be in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. where we have fresh water, mm-hmm. you know, because we apparently take care of our environment enough to have this fresh water. But if something does happen to where our systems do get fucked up, then we're going to want to demand a change, right? But we got to make sure that we're able to set an example for the rest of the world or other communities to want to have that change as well, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I almost just feel like the change lies within us, and we can only affect, like, our immediate circle. Yeah. So, like, going back to the beginning of the episode, when my when my girlfriend did mention, oh, she just went shopping and just bought a whole stuff on Sheen. Yeah. Like, I could have stepped in right there and said something. Again, I don't know how I would have approached it because... I did not. Yeah. Um, and so that is my bad. That's like something I could work on. Maybe I should take your tip and be like, I'll just let him know what I do or what I do, why I do things. Yeah. Um, I'll have to figure that out. But I think it does start with us. And so when we do come out with our merch line, we are going to be definitely more aware of where we purchase and how we go about this. Yeah. Like we are going to be super mindful. Yeah, because when we looked at we looked at companies that have product that's made from recycled materials already right the t-shirts mm-hmm. and i think we're going to do the same thing with any of like want to do it with everything bottles just everything i want to do it with right? everything yeah. That we do. yeah yeah yes for sure so i'm going to be on the lookout for more sustainable affordable options again being inclusive to all um i think is really important okay yeah so we challenge everyone out there you know try to make that change right think about how wasteful your being and how much, how conservative you can be. Conservative in the sense that you're, you're not wasting textile products. I would be curious to hear how people are being more like mindful with their shopping habits or yeah. their purchasing or shopping practices. Because uh-huh. I'm sure there's a lot that you know we haven't came up with or a lot that we haven't mentioned yeah. that other people are practicing. Yeah, you know I know the sneaker community is bad, man, because we keep buying shoes. That's one thing that I've been conflicted with where I don't want to stop buying shoes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. That's like, the that's a tough one. That's one of the things I really can't give up. Is there like a sustainable or more eco-friendly shoe line out there or there brand? Is, there is one that I will not wear for a couple. There's a couple reasons. I know it sounds bad, but like aesthetically, it's not pleasing to me. Performance-wise, it's not going to do what I need to do. I'm not going to play sports in it. I'm not going to work out in them because mm. I don't think they're going to hold up as much as the shoes that I do buy, right? Mm. Interesting. Well, we have some research to do yep. to better our practices and to be more mindful. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely report on our next episode with um, specific changes on what we're going to be making. I know for me, I'm going to continue with purchasing higher-quality items so that way I don't have to keep buying lower end stuff so like for instance this is a sweater from the rail uh, i'm not gonna throw it away i'm not happy with where it's at because like it's 
strings are tangled, collar lines tangled. It's already it's messed looking up. a little tattered. Yeah, I'm just so kidding. this is like my nighttime sweater. Where mm-hmm. now, you know, I make sure I don't toss it out. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I would just toss shit out. But, mm. but yeah, you know, just definitely make complete use of my items before I decide to toss them all out. And then, if I need to dispose of anything, I'm gonna plan on making sure that they're going to the right area. So if I could send items back to a company and have them repurpose it. Oh, more beneficial yeah interesting yeah all right and i'll be on the lookout for more sustainable affordable clothing options <laughs> all right but yeah so remember we all have different journeys in life what may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa we're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to recycle your shit and be more eco-friendly and also to bring up these types of conversations with your community Hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Life I and I Podcast. Which is found on this one earth that we live on. Make sure to turn on your notifications, y'all. We got a bunch of shit coming out to you guys. Catch you guys later. Till next time. Bye.